0: You're listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind with Jess Kovic, episode number
1: 43. Welcome to Confessions of the Creative Kind. I'm your host, Jess Kovic, media producer by day, designer, photographer, and creative entrepreneur by later that day. Join me as I stumble through life as an artist pick myself up and confess everything that I've learned on the way down. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show.
0: Today we are going to talk about the art of practicing and aspiring to master any given craft. Before we get into that, the general intro drill. Just got my hair done, feeling fresh. Shout out to at hairbyfiero on Instagram. My blonde is all blonded. If you're listening to this on the Monday it's coming out, it's President's Day, and a lot of us have the day off. So enjoy your day off is all I have to say about that. My goals update, 2020 goals. Let's talk a little bit about Sugar Bunch. I shared that I launched a new product, the pixeled part design on a green, mint green shirt with a black heart. The sales have been popping off. A lot of you have gone and grabbed the shirt, so I encourage any of you that is still interested in getting that product, that shirt, You might want to act fast because they are selling and I couldn't be more happy or proud about that. I'm really proud of that shirt and how it came out. Side note, we use water-based black ink, so it's a lot softer to the touch. I'll probably do a whole podcast episode as I dive more into water-based and discharge printing. Look forward to it. On the surface pattern design front, had a call with my peer group just this week, shared updates and talked about mostly the immersion course that's coming up offered by Bonnie Christine that I have decided that I will take part in. It's going to go over all of Illustrator, going to touch on new features for Illustrator 2020, which I'm excited about, and do a deep dive into all things surface pattern design, the business side, the art side, all the things. So I'm super excited. Um, I already am familiar and comfortable with Illustrator, but I'm excited to get lots more perspective on it and just do the damn thing. Get really serious about this surface pattern design. That course is starting at the beginning of March. So you'll probably get a lot more updates as I go through that course. And the last goals update is that I am starting to develop some calluses on the tips of my left fingers because I've been playing ukulele and it's weird it's a little bit numb, but still kind of hurts. So they're developing. I don't think I'm fully calloused yet. And the last thing we're going to get into before our topic of discussion today is the drawing prompt. I am starting to catch up on posting. I just posted my hearts and I still have to post my president. Look out for that on at Jess Kovic designs on Instagram, but this week your prompt and my prompt is going to be Burger, as in hamburger or cheeseburger or veggie burger, whatever type of burger you want, or Wendy Tester burger, be creative. And that's primarily because I stumbled across a design I started years ago of a burger. I hadn't finished it yet. At the time, I, I think I got frustrated with it and didn't like where it was going. So I put it down and then just never went back to it. And then once I stumbled across it, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. I see the way that I would want to finish that. Selfishly, I want to finish my burger design and share it with all of you. And I want to see all of your burgers. Please tag me if you are following along so that I can see them. And we're all building up our art portfolios and having fun while doing it. All right, Let's talk about practice. For all the concepts we're going to discuss today, you can probably apply it to anything that you are trying to learn or trying to get better at. The purpose behind practice is repetition of any action with the goal of improving. I am all too familiar with this concept, especially now in the last couple years, I've been in the full throes of practicing music vocals piano now ukulele throw in some music theory into that and throw in some songwriting as well of course i've had to do a lot of practice with my design practiced upgrading my health exercise habits practice softball all growing up, a lot of things, all the things you can apply to. So in researching this topic, I took a deep dive and watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos and read some articles on the science behind practicing. And I picked up some tips that I think will help me and that I want to share with you all and see what I can get out of my practice and basically maximize my effort. I know all too well how frustrating practice can be, especially at the very beginning Or when you're turning some kind of corner, you're practicing because it's something you don't know or you're not good at. So it can be really hard. And a lot of people, myself included, have gotten deterred because you don't get it right away. Many people have that thing that they've been wanting to do their whole life and haven't done it because of all the hard work and practice that goes into it. Maybe that's you. Maybe you've been intimidated by knowing how much practice it would take to learn illustrator or learn an instrument or learn a language. That one's me. I've been wanting to fully learn Spanish for years. So I want to quickly touch on the science of learning and practicing and repetition. I'm not a scientist or neurosurgeon or expert in any sense of the word, but I'm just going to share what I've learned from some YouTube videos. So there's two types of neural tissues in the brain. Stay with me. I'm not going to get too sciencey because I don't know all that much of what I'm talking about. But for the neural tissue, there's gray matter and that's on the outside of the brain, all encompassing it. You can kind of think of an orange peel. The orange peel would be the gray matter. And then on the inside is the white matter. And that would be all the orange part of the orange. If I wanted to take an orange eating class, I would have taken the one down the hall. That's a Simpsons reference we'll move on. So the gray matter is the part of the brain where information and exercise and practice goes in to that area of the neural tissue. And it has to make its way all the way down into the brain through the spinal cord and into the muscles. If you're practicing piano, the information has to get through your brain all the way down into your fingertips. So your fingers know what keys to press and they know where to go. And within the brain, there's neural passageways and there is myelin covering around those passageways that basically acts as insulation and prevents energy loss. So in theory, the repetition of physical motion makes more layers of that myelin covering. So it's getting more and more insulated. So the energy is able to flow more efficiently. So when people talk about muscle memory, like um, in sports or even in in music practice when you practice things over and over it's not the muscles that have memory they there's no memory in your muscles that so that's not what has the capacity to remember what you've been practicing it comes from the neural passageways and the myelin covering insulation that, makes these brain waves more efficient. So the more you practice something, the more you repeat something, the more it becomes a habit, the easier it gets for your brain to accomplish. So just as much as practicing the good habits or practicing the things that you want to get better at, like say piano, you could be practicing bad habits like waking up late or smoking or whatever things you do in repetition that gets really easy for your brain to do. Your brain likes repetition. Your brain likes to be efficient and likes to know what it's doing. So that's why a lot of times it defaults to what it already knows how to do. And what it already knows how to do, in my case, is not play the piano and have lazy fingers that do little to no movement at all. So when I'm asking it to do things in a specific way, in very quickly, a la the Simpsons theme song that I'm learning on the piano... It's hard and it requires a lot of practice because I have to build up new neural pathways. So we can call it muscle memory, but just to know that it's not actually the physical act of the muscles doing the thing. It's your brain doing things over and over and over again. And that's why it's important to practice the thing correctly and do things and say again with piano as the example, if I were to playing a song and my brain shortcuts a note and I do something I'm hitting G instead of A in the keys and I do that over and over and over again and then I get to my music lesson the following week and my teacher says you got that note wrong when I play it it's gonna be harder for me to go back because I've been practicing it incorrectly which has happened by the way um, to where I, I misread a note and I've been practicing it one way and then I had to go back and re-practice the other way because now my brain wanted to do it the original way I kept playing it. So it's very important to get it right. One of the TED Talks I watched was all about effective practice. So that's kind of what I mean in getting it right and practicing that versus just practicing without thought or practicing without intention and paying attention to knowing where you want to go with it and how you want to improve and getting the thing right the way that you want to progress. So we learn by doing a lot of times. Someone can show me how to play the Simpsons theme on the piano and it doesn't mean I will automatically retain it. It's taken up to this point months to figure it out, to figure out the notes and to practice and I'm not even halfway done yet but building for each little piece. That same TED Talk that I referenced that I'll put in the show notes for you all to view and deep dive on the subject, but this woman talked about effective practice being in the sense that we all hear practice makes perfect, and her point was perfect practice makes perfect, which is a lot of peas and a mouthful, but that is the idea that you're practicing the right notes or the right posture or the right, say it's exercise. You're you're doing it in a way that's not hurting your back. So you're, you have proper form. And in doing that, taking the time to get it right, you may save yourself some time on the outside end when you don't have to go back and correct the mistakes you've been repeatedly learning. I like to say practice makes passable because I have a real problem with perfectionism and that's something that helps me not to feel like I'm doing this to get it perfect and get down on myself when it's not perfect. But in a joking way, practice makes passable that I'm, at least I'm doing it. At least I'm doing the thing. I guess the proper term to make us all feel good would be practice makes progress. So that's the benchmark that we want to measure to say that we're just we're getting better every single day. That's the main point of it all. There's been a ton of studies on how many hours it takes to master something. Off the top of my head, I think I've heard 10,000 hours of practice on any given craft, say it's playing the violin or piano or whatever. That's a lot of hours. And people are different. People learn at different rates, different speeds, and it just depends on how effective your practice is to where that counts towards mastering or improvement. You could practice all those 10,000 hours, but if you're hitting the wrong notes or you're not consciously present in that practice, you might not have progressed as much as someone else. Or some people just have natural inclinations and gifts and they can master something in maybe 8,000 hours or any amount. Obviously, we don't wanna compare ourselves to others and their practice. We just wanna focus on ourselves and our own progress. It's a very hard lesson to remember, but that's another thing that we can all practice and practice putting into our neural passageways and thicken up that neural insulation so that we're more efficient at remembering not to compare ourselves to others. I've been guilty of this for sure. When you go Google or look on YouTube, something to the effect of how long does it take to get good at piano or ukulele or singing or design or illustrator or you name it. And it's definitely a waste of time because it's different for everybody. And it's more about the focus on different techniques and, and being consistent with your practice to get to where you want to. Now I'd like to give some tips. Some are mine that I do regularly. Some are the compilation of all the research that I've been doing. I think they're worth noting. So the first one, apart from making your, practice more effective and not thinking about the amount of hours and just how much substance you have in the practice. But focus. You want to minimize distractions. You want to put down your phone, turn off the TV, maybe put your phone on do not disturb mode. In my case, I have to lock the cats out when I practice piano in the office because Bella, the little one, likes to just run right over all the keys. That's a podcast for another time. There's a study in college students done, essentially what they found out of the study was that your average student has about a six minute span where they're staying on task before they get distracted. That's probably pretty accurate. You know, It's certainly hard to focus on the task at hand when email notifications are popping up, people are calling, cats are scratching at the door. That's not going to be very effective. That's not going to help create those neural passageways and help you focus on the task at hand. So Number one, we want to focus. Number two, start slowly and gradually speed up. This is a lesson that I'm still learning and still working on. My inclination, even my fingers want to go faster than they're even ready for. And then I get frustrated because I mess up. But the key to it is going extremely, extremely slow. Every time I'm in my music lesson with my teacher and I'm learning a new song and she tells me go really slow and I go really slow. She goes even slower than that, about 10 times slower than that. And it seems crazy to me. And especially when you're excited about something and you want to get right into it and you know what the song sounds like. So you want to just get right to the tempo, but your brain and your fingers, your hand hasn't caught up to that yet. So start slow, start ridiculously, annoyingly, so slow that you feel like a baby playing the piano or guitar or whatever you're doing and then you gradually speed up so in small increments once you feel like you have a handle on it at that super annoying slow speed you speed it up a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more again this is something I have to be reminded of constantly with piano with ukulele with everything I am notorious for skimming instructions especially instructions with building things, furniture, recipes. We tried to make cauliflower pizza the other night where you make cauliflower keto crust without carbs. And I skimmed the recipe and just bypassed the part where you're supposed to steam cook the cauliflower and then drain the moisture out of it. We had a very soggy cauliflower crust that didn't really resemble pizza. So it's a lesson learned for me. Still continue to learn, start slow, be thorough, get every note right, read the damn recipe. Don't be a skimmer when you really want to know how to do something. It's recommended to do frequent repetitions with breaks. I've been told this a lot by, I think everybody, my music teacher, friends, I think I talked about it before on a podcast where I wanted my new year to be that I practice an hour every day at piano and just really focus and put the time in and get it done. And I talked to a friend and they were like, you know, why don't you just say 15 minutes, something super doable. And a lot of times when you get into it, you'll want to do more and you can do more, but you don't have the pressure and you don't get down on yourself. And then, you know, that's a recipe to want to give up. But again, the brain likes the repetition, the constant consistency of doing the same things over and over and over again. So it gets more efficient at it. So you're a lot better off to do, 15 minutes spurts throughout the day, take breaks, and then go back to the thing. If you have that opportunity or just commi- you know committing to 15 minutes a day, then doing three hours one day and then not touching the piano instrument or doing the thing for the next two days. The consistency, taking breaks when you get frustrated is going to be really important for your morale. The next tip I have is to visualize and imagine. This might sound kind of woo-woo and fantastical, but there are studies that show with people doing the actual thing, practicing whatever it is, and then another group doing just visualization and imagining them doing the thing perfectly and thinking about every step, every detail, and how it would feel and what it would be like. The study showed... Once they got to doing the thing again, they had equal progress. So there's a lot of mental game in that and just visualizing you getting it done and knowing what that feels like apparently goes a long way. Another good tip is to plan, reflect, and experiment. I've talked about this before um, with scheduling and making good habits of productivity that is a constant practice for me to continue to get better at. The more that you can plan, you can set aside time for your practice and record benchmarks, uh, goals for where you want to be. I actually sat down with my music teacher at the beginning of this year and we had a bunch of benchmarks and goals that we wanted to hit throughout the year, and we haven't done that before. So I think that's going to be really helpful. So I know that I have these mini goals that I want to reach. So if you can plan that, it's going to feel a lot more real and you're going to have a roadmap to complete. The practice and get the thing done. And in that, it's also important to reflect and look back at what you've done and identify maybe where you're going wrong, maybe uh, pain points, things that are continuing to be hard for you, and then experiment. I've done this a lot with my health in the past couple months, experimenting what types of foods make me feel good or make me feel bad and It's a long process of trial and error, but that's the only way you're truly going to know what's working for you and how you can get better at the thing you want to get better at. And just remembering that the brain needs time to develop. The time could be different for a lot of people, depending on how effective your practice is, depending on your specific learning and um, capacity in a certain area, but we need to give ourselves patience. That was my word of the year. I did a pattern design with feathers dedicated to it, but having patience and remembering that these things take time. I'm working on some runs in this Simpson theme on the piano. And the last session I had with my teacher, she was adamant in reminding me that this is going to take time. You got to practice this and you got to get through it and learn it, but don't expect to turn it around in a day. You need to give the brain time to develop, get those pathways going. It's also important to track small intervals of improvements and that's another mental game. So I'm guilty again of feeling like I should be more progressed further along in any certain thing because I've been doing it for X amount of time and I have these preconceived notions of how much I should have improved. I should be expert level or I should have mastered it and that's totally silly and we need to all give ourselves a break if you're practicing consistently and working to have more and more effective practice, give yourself a break. And even if you've improved again, piano example, by getting one note, right, that was trouble for you. Just one note instead of a whole piece or feeling or saying mastered piano. If you just improved by one note in however long that took you to master. You should track that and count that as progress. The mental game is that the more you can recognize the progress and the success, that's going to give you more motivation and it's going to allow you to feel better about keeping it up and want to keep going and keep moving forward. I've been working out recently, picked it up in a more um, consistent practice than I had been the past year or so. I stepped on the scale after a month of, and I, at my gym, they do some in-body measurements where you get to measure your body fat percentage and a little bit more than just your weight in pounds. And over a month, I had lost 0.1 pounds. So a 10th of a pound, but my body fat percentage went down 2%. Not to brag on that or anything, but actually when I saw that measurement, I was like, 0.1 Point That feels like so little for all the effort I've been putting in, but people at the gym were like, no, that's progress. It's, it's going in the right direction. So the, that's the really the mindset I should have. And the 2% body fat is nothing to scoff at. Another tip that I researched was to emulate practice and not performance. And what they mean is to study how someone's achieving a goal rather than their, how they're performing it. I kind of interpreted that as don't sit in awe of someone at their performance because they had years of training or practice or whatever they went through to get to that moment and get to that particular performance. And you're not seeing that, and that's not going to help you in your performance or your goals. What could help you is studying the way that they got there. So I know it's hard. It's hard for me It's taking a long time. I don't think I will ever master the piano or singing or ukulele. The goal is to get better and that's the mindset I want to have. Hopefully all of us with all this information behind our belts knowing about the neural pathways and that we want the consistency to make things easier on the brain so the brain wants to do them. It's encouraging us to practice and knowing that it's science really it's physicality it's not you as a person doing bad or not getting something right it's literally that you need to give the science the chem the chemistry and chemical makeup of your brain the opportunity to make things easy for you so i find some comfort in that i hope you do too all right everyone go forth and practice the thing that you've been wanting to practice Don't forget to leave a review if you're enjoying these podcasts, need some reviews for 2020, hook a girl up, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so that it downloads every single time the episodes come out. Check out the show notes, jesskovic.com forward slash podcast forward slash 43 for this episode's show notes. Feel free to reach out in the comments on my site, tweet me, Instagram me, If you want to reach me, Kim Possible, don't forget the drawing prompt. I want to see all of your art and have an amazing, incredible week. And we'll talk on the next one. Bye, guys.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can visit my website at jesskovic.com. And if you're interested in snagging some of my design products, you can visit my online art boutique at sugarbunchcreative.com. You can find and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at Jess underscore Kovic. And finally, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store and then tell a friend. Why not? Until next time, take care and talk soon.